This is the deal about boundaries, about expectations. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I should be doing it. Hi, everybody. I'm Katinia McHenry. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Fuck Fear. Today's topic is fear of boundaries. And my guest today is my dear friend who I have known for, I don't want to even say, Pam, how long because... It's been a long time, but I am so excited to reconnect. Pam Owens is our guest today. Pam Benson Owens. Let me put your your maiden name in there too. She is a president and CEO of Edge of Your Seat Consulting. She is also currently serving as the acting executive director of Six Square here in Austin. For 23, actually more than 23 years, she has owned Edge of Your Seat Consulting. It is a unique firm that is dedicated to assisting for profit and nonprofit and faith Base entities. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy and, I, and I'm so excited to, to talk to you today. I first want to start with Pam. What are you afraid of? Oh my gosh. First of all, I love that you're doing this podcast. I've been waiting for a long time for you to do this. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Because <laughs> you're amazing. You. So what am I afraid of? Yes. Uh, what am I afraid of? Um, I think for me, it's running out of time. Mm. Mm. I have more, you know, you wake up one day and you went from young hotshot professional to them calling you an elder. And you're like, wait, I did not get the memo on that. Nobody sent me. So I think what, 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 what I'm afraid, afraid of most is running out of time. Mm. Um, And I think that comes from not being honest about how I, um, use my time. And it feels like I work long hours and I don't think anybody's going to wake up and go, Hey, my mom attended 500 meetings this, you know? And so I think my biggest fear is running out of time. Yep. I can totally relate to that. So that leads into a discussion we're having today is fear of boundaries and of not setting boundaries. But so we were talking and, you know, when I reached out to you about some of the things you wanted to talk about, one of the things you mentioned was other people's expectations. So let's talk about that. What does that mean to you? Fear of boundaries in, in your world as a mom, a wife and an entrepreneur? Well, I feel like for me, this is the final frontier. Like I've spent a year learning how to say no. And I had that down. And, you know, I spent a year really doing self-care and I got that down. But the one thing that keeps ricocheting back, and I know it's based in fear, is I'll set a boundary and I'll maintain it for a while. But then over time, I lose the boundary. And the truth of the matter is, it's because um, no matter how old you get, I think there is this undercurrent that, that sets in about this perception being reality, meaning... I need people, I need to be likable. I want people to like me. And so I will then adjust my boundary and say yes to stuff that I know I don't have any darn sense, you know, or should not be saying yes to. And so I struggle with that because I toggle between I don't need a lot of people and societally we are interdependent and we are supposed to live in community. Right. So I'm constantly in that space, but I think really, if I'm honest, the fear of my boundary that keeps getting moved on a variety of things on down to like work hours on down to like assessing my relationships and saying, what's my return on investment or this relationship no longer serves me Mm -hmm. and I know it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I keep like, because it's not polite and it's not clean to like, you know, dismount from a relationship with in reality, that's ridiculous because I have done it. And almost as soon as I've done it, 
I have felt liberation mm-hmm. or freedom. Mm-hmm. So I think this, this hamster wheel of like having the boundary, which really is a gift, but then sliding back down, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's like, I know I shouldn't take that contract, but I have rent, like I have right. mortgage. Right. Right. So then right. I take it and I knew in my gut, this was not a good match with a client, mm-hmm. but I did it anyway. And it ended up being way more work for way less money. And then I'm mad at myself. Right. And then I don't show up as my best self around people. So for me, yeah. like real talk, I, I continue to be on that, that wheel and I am trying to get off. And I know that it is absolutely firmly planted in my fear of all those things I just said. Yeah. Do you think though that it like being at the place where we are now in our lives and and having to do that toggle and that volley of when I say no and when I say yes and when I create a boundary, do you think it has anything to do with how we were raised as women, how we were raised as girls, what our moms told us about the circles we needed to be in from a society standpoint as women? And, and that just kind of follows follows us and has followed us through life do you think that has anything to do with it oh I think it totally has something to do with it and I also think that there is value placed on that for probably good reason yeah but for me it's really hard like I am not a huge fan of like communal (laughs) uh, like sororities um I'm in one but I you know I'm not particularly a fan Partially it's because I do a lot of those things with my kids and my family anyway, and I don't know if I need a family structure. What I will say is a circle is important, but that circle as you get older is not going to be big. Mm -hmm. It's going to be super small. And it took me time to adjust to that because I kept going through situations where people were in my circle, but not in my corner. Yeah. They were with me when it was good. Wait, we got to spend a little bit of time on that. In the circle, but not in the corner. Yeah. And I think that that has a lot to do with boundaries, right? Right. Yes. Yes. You're a fan of mine when I've got the picket fence, two point whatever kids and living the dream and inviting you to happy hour. But when I fall and I lose a job or my marriage breaks up or whatever, where are those people? We're not conditioned to know how to deal with the messiness of life. And so we actually... I don't even know if people didn't care about me as much as they didn't know what to do. So they just, they just, you know, they just pulled up. Like right. one, one of the most painful experiences is, you know, Preston being diagnosed with autism. Yeah. And it felt like in 72 hours, people were gone. Yeah. I mean, like the people that were nosy. Of course. The voyeurs in my life stuck around, but for the most part, gone. Yeah either didn't know what to say or whatever, either way, it was great in the circle when we were at high tea or sure. happy hour or on, or in Barbados. But when it got, when it got time to be in my corner and help me literally let me borrow some strength mm-hmm. from you because mm-hmm. I'm tapped. Gone. gone. Yeah. So I you think know. that happens, but I think, you know, my, I was raised in a clutch your pearls, mm-hmm. you know, environment and so we were taught that that's what you do you are to be among you know large groups of women and be in part in the society realm whatever that is right and it took me I'm not in that now but it took me at least 12 years yeah to say out loud it no longer serves me 
Right. And what came from that was she's not, she doesn't like to get along with people. She's difficult, right. whatever. Right. But the truth of the matter, it was, it does not serve me. I don't want to be on a call at eight o'clock at night on a service project for an organization that's about kids when I'm supposed to be with my kids. Right. Right. So I think it's right. flawed and the expectation, because you know, if you're honest, that comes with wardrobing. Yep. Image management. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money. Right. So, right. yeah, I think right. so. It took me a long time. I think the part about the, the fear about boundaries also is you, when you set one, there is something to lose and you got to own that. That's right. Right. And two, you know what I've realized too, Pam, is that there is a certain amount of guilt that goes along with setting the boundary that once you set the boundary and communicate the boundary, there is some guilt that you feel. And depending on who the, who the boundary is that you're setting, well, who is on the other side of that boundary could determine your level of guilt, whether it's oh. a lot or a little. And so because we are conditioned to take care of everybody else, we take on what they, like their response to that boundary. And that and turns into guilt. And then, and then it turns into maybe I should move the boundary, right? Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. You, welcome to my life. Mm. And mm. the closer into the circle they are, the harder it gets to include your parents. Yeah. Ooh, girl. I, I've had to do that. And that's been hard. I live in the same city as my parents. They're aging, um, retired. Yeah. They call because the printer's not working in the middle of the day when I'm working. Right. And I used to run over and kill my, you know, get in between. I can, I can, I got 30 minutes. I can make it. I, I, yeah, and then right. I was like, no, that is not serving me well. I mean, I would collect, I would fall asleep in my clothes at night. Yep. Who is that serving? Right. 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 So, right. so to your point, it's like, yeah, I have to, the, the boundary piece that people don't, you know, there's all these books on it, but it doesn't say you'll gain this but you will lose and it could, you might grieve even this. Yeah. It becomes even more lonely mm -hmm. with boundary, right? When you yeah. say, no, I'm not going to do the kids fall festival this year. You lose a piece of community. Cause when you're working on something like that, you're with everybody. Right. Right. Or right. I'm no longer coming to this circle. Cause all you do is talk about other people. And I want to talk about ideas and dreams. Right. I'm not coming there's still a grief period because you were in that it's habitual. You're in that rhythm, right? Right. You're in that rhythm. So even if it was not the best or toxic and uncomfortable, let's be honest, there's still a, you still have a weird relationship with it. Right. You know, right. ultimately it's better, but in the immediate it's right. quiet. It, right. It is very quiet. But do you too, like, as you have done it more and as you've said no more, do you, what, 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 what does that do for your soul and spirit? The more you can say no to things, like you said, that don't serve you. And, and that, that translates into, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Or just taking the, I'm sorry out of it. No, I can't do that. Yep. What does I, that do for your, yeah. It's, it's absolutely liberating, but I still have work to do on it because the fear piece and so I'll slide mm -hmm. back on some, but the ones that I have been able to nail have been freeing and gratifying and wonderful. And so I, I look at it as you having to like build up your muscle memory. Yeah. So if you've ever been with a trainer and they make you plank on that first day 
you're about to throw up, your arms are shaking, you can barely hold your body up. <laughs> right. Like, can I just make it to the car? But after a couple of weeks of planking, you, you're able to plank longer. It doesn't hurt as much. You, you almost have to practice your way to boundary. Sure. And you have to pick and choose what those are. But my thing is like, I can get some really solid that I never return to. Like I've learned it myself. Like I got to actually, you know, people are like, you know, don't burn a bridge. I'm like, burn that bridge the fuck up. <laughs> right. so that you don't cross back over it. Yes. Right. Yes. I've got some of those that I've got down and the other ones, they slide. And I'm like, oh, why did I say yes to that? I will actually feel myself saying no mm. with yes coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. The gut, mm-hmm. that discerning piece, that soul that the universe, you know, that that's real. Like universe, God, whatever you, you already know before you answer what's happening. Right. And I used to have a colleague, we'd sit in meetings, a friend, colleague and friend, and she would literally text me and be like, don't volunteer. <laughs> don't put your hands up. Right? Shut up. <laughs> sit on it's your hands. You. It's not you. And I mean, right. Because I'm part of that too, I will say, is a patience thing. Because if mm. you've ever sitting in a meeting, you're like, just moving along, I'll do it. Y- yes. Oh my God. We are the same. Yes. Boundary creep, though. Boundary. Like, just yes. because you can do it, this is the deal about boundary. Yeah. About expectations. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I should be doing it. Right. Right. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Oh, that is powerful, really. But that, but that deeper fear continue, that goes down to, always being in a world as a woman that I have to prove myself. Yeah. Some of that is if I don't volunteer, they won't know that I'm capable and I have to keep doing that. And now I'm on the other side. Like I've already done that for 20 something years. Yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah. But I think that for females, that's what we do too. I got to prove myself. I got to prove myself. I got to prove my seat at the table. We over index. And next thing you know, we're at at work still doing the project. They are passing us heading to happy hour. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I think it's even, I wouldn't say worse, but I think that that fear is more concentrated as a black woman, because we, depending on where we are in the circles we're in, obviously living in Austin, I think that, that we have to do it a lot more. Because there aren't a lot of us here. Are you kidding? Of course. Yeah. yeah. We have no strategy plan when there's six of us. I mean, I'm over-advertising. But <laughs> right. Look, but- and all six of us are in the same book club. Right. <laughs> we're half the statistic right there. I mean, that, right. It's scary. And right. we're, all, we're all in survival mode. Survival mode. Yes. Yes. Truly. Yes. It becomes hard. So you can, you know, one, one wrong no for a black female right. in our city could be career shortening. Cause I, I can assure you, you have to weigh it out because, and that's part of my fear. They might not come around again. Right. And that's real. Right. It is very real. When you first recognized and were aware that you needed to create boundaries, what was the greatest fear you felt in the early stages? Um, being forgotten, which Uh I was Uh definitely. So, you know, the pivotal time for me was 2010 in the community. I, I decided to consciously pull, I I quit everything, every board, every, every extracurricular book club, organization, whatever, because I really needed to focus on my son. I didn't know anything about autism. So I needed to become a quick study in order to support Preston. 
And so I just kind of backed out of things. And what was so interesting to me is people might check in with you once after that, but you will be, they will go on uh-huh. and you kind of become forgotten. And so that has yeah. been really interesting to me. Yeah. And what I've learned from that is I, I definitely believe I made the right choice. And Preston is thriving. And I don't think it would have happened if I didn't like legitimately check out. But it also get put, put into caution for me how much value we put on other people and how we really need to spend that time and in, in really liking ourselves because we're going to be with ourselves forever. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to be with ourselves for a long time yep. and not necessarily, you know, jobs change, neighborhoods change, cities change. You have to make yourself the constant. Uh-huh. So I think my fear was in the boundary was I'm going to get forgotten. And I did, but I'm still here. Right. And you're okay. And I'm okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How has setting the boundary played to just your strength and entrepreneurship as an entrepreneur? Um, I, I started my business the wrong way for sure. What do you mean? Meaning I got, um, I was in a corporation and I knew I couldn't make it in corporate America. And so I just decided I'm going to start a business. I was married a couple weeks and I came home and I was like, Hey, remember that two um, income? I quit my job today. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and I have $300 yeah. in my savings account, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> so uh, you, how are you okay with eating cereal? <laughs> Right. It was beans for a long time and sandwiches. I was like, I have $300 in my savings account to start this business. And I will say at the time it was really great because Ireland was like, I was waiting on you. You'll be successful. Wow. You're yeah. determined. Yeah. But as soon as I, you know, I got my, I quit and I drove off in the parking lot. And by the time I pulled up in my house, I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> like, oh, oh my gosh. Um, but I will say that over time, so I gave it away for free for a while mm. and that was a mistake and I did business and consulting, just everything okay. yourself. Facilitation. Yeah. And so my thing was the boundary problem there was the, the boundary breach was I gave it away for free so long that it took me almost six years to really get solid in terms of profit. Now, I did bring some money in at first. I had one account, a good one, Coca-Cola. But the rest, it was like, I'm happy to do your conference for free. I'm happy to facilitate your such and such for free. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to do that, right? And it did not serve me well. Mm -hmm. It did not. Mm -hmm. So I had to, uh, the boundary piece around, like not all clients are good clients. Not all money is good money took me a long time to get to. I mean, like a long time. Yep. Yep. So and now, I mean, obviously boundaries apply to every piece of, of what you're doing. Entrepreneurship, um, parenting. What about relationships? Personal relationships. I'm horrible at it. No, um, I have just gone, you know, the, the pandemic situation mm-hmm. was one of those riveting moments where, I went into overdrive on worried about people. So I lifted a lot of like uh, virtual 
um, learning opportunities, a Bible study. I even lifted a virtual church twice a week, girl, Mondays and Fridays, early morning. And it was supposed to be for a couple months. And then we now, now it's six months. Now I'm at eight months. It's like, crap. I think we're going to be in this pandemic for a minute. Right. And so I eventually just decided like, Hey, part of my boundary issue is that I don't ever um, have it well enough. Mm-hmm. And so people get used to it and then they don't fish for themselves. Right. We so start enabling a, a dependency mm. on it. So I remember going to my, my pastor, spiritual director, amazing. And I was telling her, I said, I think I really feel like, like this has been going for a while and I'm really doing the heavy lifting. And she got real quiet and she's like, right, you are. And everything has an expiration date. Mm. Food has an expiration date. She started going and she goes like, why do you think this doesn't? What is your fear? Mm. Well, because, you know, people, I, you know, she's like, let somebody else do it. If it's that important to them they will continue on. Sure. Do you think it continued on? No. Nope. Nobody else wanted to do it. Nobody else wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And because it was a lot. Right. Um, And so that was really telling for me. It was like, you again, over functioned and over indexed. I mean, did you have to do the Bible journaling and the happy hour (laughs) and informative session on dating and the book read in? And the Bible study and the two-day week church, you didn't. Right. And driving everybody around, right? Right, right, right. She's like, delivering food? Like, you don't do all that. And so I look around me, other people have it down cold. Uh They're not bothered. Uh And so it's been a, this past year has been a really big opportunity for me to go, okay, the course correction is within me. Right. So... I need to put up some healthy boundaries. Like, how did I get yeah. here? Again, right. that's what I'm saying. I've, I haven't conquered it. Cause like I look up and I'm running an entire online. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But you know, part of it too is what you do and what you do very well, right? It sounds like though, the foundation for boundaries is starting at honesty with yourself first about what you want to do, who you want to be, interacting with and and whether or not you really can do a certain thing yep if that's what it it feels like honesty and being okay with the truth right and i think the opportunity for women specifically is not to wait until we are good and fed up Mm. or we create one usually there's a suffrage thing that's a problem for us that i think the societal norm too that i i totally reject which is if i get good and fed up enough I will set a boundary. Right. By then it's too late though. It's too late then. Yeah. Everything's, you know, everything's recoverable, but you have lost so, you know, so much time. I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to bring this up, but I'm going to, cause I will do it. Cause you know what? Fuck fear. I fuck fear. I've read your book three times. You have? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Matter of fact, it's on my shelf because I reference it. And what I would say about that is the the energy that's required to be honest Mm. can make you fearful. Yeah. Right? So, So your level of honesty, the first time I read it through, I'm like, I have, my skin has been ripped off. What has just occurred? Like Mm. it was so 
honest. The second time I was like, oh, relatable mm-hmm. in a variety of capacities. Third time it was like a good bra. I was like, this is some <laughs> helpful. <laughs> These are some helpful nuances that I need yeah. to think about. And the fact that a boundary was set because self-worth yes. was more valuable is a full-on rebellious act in our society. Ooh, ooh, yes. Girl, that right <laughs> is gut-punching. It is gut-punching and wrenching. Yeah. And when you decide that the casualty will no longer be you, which is what I did last year. Yeah. I was like, the casualty will no longer be me. It's a rebellious act in this society. That's where right. We are to be quiet and right. we're to be girl power to a certain extent up until. Right. right. We're supposed right. to be brave up until. Right. We are to, you know, fall in line up until. Right. Raise our kids up until, right? All those things. To oh. actually be like, absolutely not one more day. Yep. Boundary set. And I mean, in, con- in concrete. Yes. Is rebellious, is a rebellious act. That's right. And there, some will honor it. Right. And some due to societal norm. Right. Will have a problem with it. Right. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't walk through the fear and do it anyway. That's right. That's but right. It's brutal, but it's brutal as hell. It, Yeah. It, it girl I mean you just like gave me an element of enlightenment and I feel like I want to cry because like when it is it's so interesting like just the evolution of the book right and, and all the content that's in it and it's all in there but when people talk to me about it and what they took away from it, I am like, oh my God, it, it, it's, it, it is an epiphany for me every single time about just what, not just the experience, but like what I learned coming out of the experience and how people relate to it in that way. So yeah, but, but I, I didn't set the boundary early. I set the boundary afterwards. And, and so I got the backlash, you know, late and, and it was because like you said, I got to a point where I was good and fed up and, and I lost a lot of life, a lot of myself because I was too afraid to set the boundary in the first place. Right. Because I was afraid of what all, you know, I was afraid of the backlash in in that respect. Mm -hmm. So to hear you say that now, and now I can say, well, yeah, girl, do this and do that and tell him no and and tell them no. It's not, it's not an easy thing. Uh, I know, but the bottom line is you left no stone unturned and that I'm like, she's got to because she left zero to be said, which to me is so fuck fear worthy. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. Right. And so what, what, you know, the understanding for me is that whatever that was for you, absolutely. But it's a life manual. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't say yeah. that on the front, but it is a life handbook. 
because yeah. sometimes when you are in it, like you're so close to it, right? You can't name it, but you know something's amok, right? And to me, right. that's the feeling that I ignore sometimes before I set a boundary, and then I then I'm down the road and I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. why didn't I see that coming? You did, you didn't trust it, right? Right, you didn't trust it back there. Right. You talked yourself out of it back there, but you actually knew it and didn't want it to be that. Right. And so you manifested, like for me, I make up the story around this thing mm-hmm. to make it work. Right. And that has not served me well. No, absolutely not. Absolutely but not. No, I keep that on the ready on a shelf that I can get to on the ready. Girl, oh my God. All I can say is thank you. Thank you. And, and that it just, it, it makes me, it may, it, it validates the work that this was the right thing to do. I don't doubt it. I, you know, I, I doubted it early on, but I got to the point where I was like, fuck fear and fuck him. I, I need right. to say some shit. <laughs> My question, can I ask you, I'm like, I know it's me, but can I ask you this? Cause I've always wanted to know that. Yes, please. Where in that process did you really, what part, what part of that book, where, when did you hit your stride on, I don't give a fuck, because it started to, it was like, it gained moment, like, if you read the book, it's like, okay, all right, oh, 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 she's, oh, like, it read like you yes. gained momentum yes. in your power yes. as the book read. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't Do you remember, remember when- but did you have a moment where you were rightfully like, bam, that's it? Yes, I did. I had a lot of moments like that. I think when I decide, well, it, it was it was the things that he was he continued to try to do to me, to try to keep me down. And then when I think the moments, so I, like I was already in process, but then one day he called me a fucking idiot to my face. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? That I'm like, okay with the, I wasn't okay with the abuse. I just didn't let it bother me. I was just like, I know your personality. I know you're crazy. No, I know you're a narcissist. I know you have narcissistic personality disorder. Like, I'm not going to call it crazy. I have to label it and name it. When, and, and when I said, I'm not going to accept that behavior from you anymore. And when I let it bother me, then that was my, that was my turning point. Because before I was just like, Oh, I can deal with it. I don't have to see him all the time. I don't have to deal with him all the time. And I can shield myself from that. But then I was like, no, because I haven't, I haven't spoken it and I haven't labeled it. And I haven't said, this is how, what you were trying to do to me made me feel. And I'm not going to deal with that anymore. So, yeah, I think that was a turning point when he, when he called me a fucking idiot to my face. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I was like, oh, hell no. Right. I got some stuff to say. And, and that, and that, that was it. But now that you're on the other side of that and have completely like reimagined truly, like it's, I'm glad you're back because I get to watch it from the sideline. (laughs) Um, Reimagine your life. Do you, what's your biggest fear now? Uh, that's, That's a doozy. Like that body of work right there. You can hang your head on that. Like that was yeah. like yeoman's work on, on <sighs> self. No, for real. Like on Thank self you. growth. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
you really don't have you you could decide right now i'm not doing any more growing in my time <laughs> you know what pam oh my god i just remembered this so you guys if you don't know what we're talking about we're talking about my first book marriage to a narcissist and we're talking about my ex-husband you oh my god i can't believe i forgot about this so when he did that i posted on facebook that that had just happened and you said to me you were whole before the relationship you were whole now and like oh my god i cannot believe i forgot about that god just gave me that just now to remember you said that to me and that was such a pendulum shift like of remembering who i was like Oh my God. Right. Like I, I've always been a whole person. I just forgot my own strength. And, and you were one of those people that reminded me. But the bottom line is we are conditioned that whole, you complete me crap. Oh, sh that's 50, 50 crap. We're yep. conditioned. It's bullshit. Yes. You roll yes. in whole. Yes. It is an, it is an enhancement. Yep. Not a completion. That's right. Like you complete right. me. Well, no, I didn't. No, no. no I no. came straight up whole. <laughs> exactly. So. And that sounds good. No, 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 no. So like we, I, we, we have been friends for almost 25 years and we have gone through, you know, bouts of time where we haven't connected with each other, but you are one of my core. And so like hearing that from you, and being able to reconnect with you, it re-energizes. And I think that we do that for each other, that we strengthen, we re-strengthen each other. And, and I think re-inspire each other, you know? So, I'm only about that. I'm only about that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, your setback for a setup for a comeback is absolutely oh. movie worthy. Oh my gosh. And so I'm only cheering, like I'm only cheering on the, the new yeah. um, because- because it's it's really a, like, you know, my mom said to me a couple of years ago, she said, you know, I, I used to really think something was wrong with you. You're kind of an odd child because when you were growing up, you were more excited about other people's birthday parties or mm. victories or Girl Scout patch, whatever, than you were for your own. Like you were like, we're going to Katina's birthday and we're going to get her, you know, you, you, you always that. Yeah, I was like, you said that that was weird. Then I realized that was you. And what I would say is, I have I get so much joy about watching people do what you've done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the I mean I had when we I came to your I will never forget this and then my mom was like oh my god what is wrong with you I came to your <laughs> signing we were at altitudes I think we were at a shop yep. local boutique that's right. And I kept having to step outside because I was ugly crying. What? You were? I, I didn't even talk to you. No, you left early. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't get a chance to talk to you. I was blubbering over her clothes. My mom was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, right. <laughs> because you were just like standing in your power. Mm. You were not changing your words based on facial expression. Yep. You went right up the middle on the truth. Yeah. And I could heart, I was so excited for that. Oh. I had, I embarrassed, I, I had to, my mom was like, I don't understand. I was going to get some punch. Like, <laughs> <have> some... <laughs> I was like, I came all this way. I'm about to get one of these cupcakes or whatever it was. And I'm like, we have to go. She's like, what is wrong? And I mean, I couldn't, even, I didn't even get you to sign my book. Girl, I know. I, I couldn't. 
I was oh a mess. I was a mess that day. Oh my God. Just a re- almost like a release, almost like living like this for your, like with your shoulders up. Yeah. Like, not that you live down the street, but I just knew from just even like social, I was like, oh my gosh, something's happening. And I was like this. And then when you got up to talk, yeah. my sh- it was like a release and, the, and then my face leaked. Like I could not even, girl. I like, <laughs> and I'm like, what is, <laughs> you know, my mom is, she's like, really? You couldn't hold that together till the car? I'm like, nope. Oh my God. I couldn't stop it. Oh. So I didn't get my book signed that day. I didn't even talk to you that day. I know. I know. I, I remember I texted you. way in the back. I was yes. in the back covering over all Alta Anderson's clothes. Girl. They were wet. Girl. I saw you and your mom in the back. And and I kept thinking I need to, because I hadn't I hadn't spoken to you. And, and then when I realized you left, I was like, Oh my God, you guys, Pam left. Like I didn't even get a chance to talk to her. And then I think I texted you like shortly after. I'm like, girl, what happened? You okay? Cause I- I was I like, just- fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, my, but to oh. me, like, the ultimate courageous and, and really rebellious act yeah. is if you take back your life. Yes. And you've done that. Like you mm. talk about like the, the podcast is named appropriately for the yeah. person who's doing it. Mm. Thank and you, so girl. for you to give a platform for other people to yes. examine their own fear yeah. is courageous. Oh my God. Really? You think so? I never, oh my God. I, was, so, I did a dance. I did a dance when I saw girl, it. I was like, <gasps> this is yes. Because you t- talk about, talk about elevating humanity. Yeah. I've been through this. I've walked through these things around fear. I'm now giving a space for other people to examine and talk about their fear openly. Yeah. Girl, $850 copay at a therapist can't do that. <laughs> Maybe over time. Oh my but... God, girl, thank you. Thank so that, you. Yeah, like I'm so excited and I love that you are willing. You've always been like this though. You're willing to have hard conversations. Yes, yes. I think it's important, right? Because if we don't talk about it, it's like going to the family dinner and everybody knows that, your cousin needs to and wants to come out, but nobody wants to give her or him that space and nobody say anything. Everybody's talking like, fucking give her a hug. Like, right. come, we, we all need to come out in our own, in, in some way, shape or form. There's nothing yeah. to do with, with gender, sexuality. Like we all need to come out somehow in some way, shape or form That's and it. step outside of our fear. So I'm so happy Love about it. this. Okay, so we could, girl, well, I could talk to you for another two hours, but I mean, nobody's going to listen to a two hour episode. What is your advice to people who are struggling with setting their own boundaries and not just setting them, but sticking to them and, and getting over in the fear, getting over the fear of setting boundaries? What would you say? I would say to people, boundary setting requires practice. Mm-hmm. It requires self-compassion and it requires a true evaluation of the life that you want to live and leaning into that. Uh-huh. And so you don't have to you know, hear this podcast and then blow up everything in one day. <laughs> but I do think it's important to evaluate the construct of your life and go after it. Uh-huh. And the reason why I'm talking about it is because my biggest fear is time uh-huh. and I don't want to waste any more of it. Yes. And so I have to go after it. Yeah. Girl, this has been my, so by far one of my favorite conversations in 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 producing this podcast so thank you so much i love you so much and and your energy and i have to say before we go your energy and all that you're doing because i see you all over the place 
I mean, the last time I saw you was at a, a, a gala, which was <laughs> 2019, but you were running that room and you had just picked up the job a couple days before and raised <laughs> thousands of dollars. So when I was like, you did what? So I want you to know your spirit, your energy and all that you do. And I know it is exhausting. You energize me. So I love you. Thank you. Love you big. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Girl, absolutely. We're gonna look. Y'all, you're coming back. We, we have a lot more stuff to talk about. Absolutely. So for today, this has been another episode of Fuck Fear. We've been talking about fear of boundaries with my awesome friend, my beautiful, beloved friend, Pam Benson Owens, a CEO and owner of Edge of Your Seat Consulting. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see you next time. Coming up on a new episode of Fuck Fear. Because that's really what typifies the grandiose narcissist. They, they are very confident. And they present themselves as um, excellent and superb at their work when they actually aren't. You should never hire a senior manager without a psychological evaluation. If you work with a narcissist, then you know their personality type is very difficult to get along with and interact with. On the next episode of Fuck Fear, we talk about fear of the narcissist in the workplace. We also talk about how to recognize their grandiose personality, why they get promoted constantly, and how to deal with them and separate yourself from the abuse. Be sure to join us on a new episode of the Fuck Fear podcast where we talk about our fears and learn ways to get through them so that we can live more peacefully and more freely. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you feel led, I'd love for you to write a review, check out other episodes, and as always, thank you for listening.